Welcome to New Providence Missionary Baptist Church, where we envision to build a biblical community of loving believers, which have a personal relationship with God and each other, modeling the pattern of lifestyle of Jesus Christ. Join us now as we prepare our hearts and minds to hear and receive the Word of God from the man of God, Senior Pastor Rev. Nathaniel Wood. On the second Sunday of the month of April, I began a series of sermons titled, Moving Into the Promised Land. I shared with you that as we as a church family make preparations to move into the new promised land that God has for us, that I thought that it would be beneficial for us to look at the children of Israel as they entered into the promised land as recorded in the Old Testament book of Joshua. In the first sermon that I did, found in Joshua chapter 4 and 5, I shared with you the lessons that as we move into the promised land, that we should not allow ourselves to get distracted or deterred by the obstacles that are before us. But we should trust God to make a way out of no way. And also the lesson, don't be discouraged by opposition as you move into your promised land. And also the lesson that everything that God commands us to do won't feel good to us. Sometimes God will require obedience and things that are painful and hurtful. In Sermon 2, taken from Joshua chapter 6, we learn the lessons that if God has something for us, no one can stop us from getting what God has for us. We also Learn the lesson, let the enemy know that you are not scared and that total obedience to God is necessary for victory. And we also learn the lesson, the importance of the discipline of the practice of silence and don't forget to shout. And then the third sermon of this series, taken from Joshua chapter 7, we learn that it only takes one person's disobedience to mess things up for everybody else. We also learned don't underestimate the strength of the enemy. And thirdly, we learned 
in the third sermon series, don't forget the priority of prayer. And then the fourth sermon, which was a continuation of chapter 7, we learned the lessons. Don't blame God for your blunders or your mistakes. And don't hesitate to repent and confess your sins. And then the last lesson we learned is sometimes we have to remove ourselves from that which separates us from our God. So today, I want to continue the series of sermons titled Moving into the Promised Land by looking at chapter 9 of the book of Joshua as Joshua and the children of Israel are visited by the Gibeonites who were inhabitants of the promised land that they are now conquering. There are a few important lessons that we can learn from Joshua and the children of Israel from their encounter with the Gibeonites slash Hivites. Let me give you a brief snapshot of the events that precede our selected scriptural text for this morning. After Joshua and the children of Israel suffered defeat at Ai, and after getting rid of the culprit and his entire family who caused their defeat, God tells Joshua to go back to Ai, for he has given them the city. In chapter 8, Joshua and the whole army of Israel returns to Ai. And as the result of Joshua's ambush battle strategy, the children of Israel soundly defeats the king of Ai and all of the people of Ai. They burn the city and leave the city of Ai desolate. Now when we get to chapter 9 of the book of Joshua, we are told that when the kings west of the Jordan heard about how Joshua and the children of Israel had successful military campaigns in Jericho and now in Ai, that they decided to come together to wage war 
against Joshua and Israel. The Bible tells us that the kings of the Hittites, Amorites, Canaanites, Perizzites, Hivites, and the Jebusites came together to make war against Israel. And isn't that new province and friend just what the enemy does? Even though uh, this coalition had tribal disputes between each other, they did not allow the disputes to keep them from coming together to make war with God and his people. Some of us who are watching and listening today can identify with the Israelites. We feel like our enemies are ganging up against us to try to stop us from moving to the promised land that God has for us. But I am so glad that no matter how many of our enemies may plot together to try to stop and destroy us, that our God is big enough, our God is mighty enough, our God is strong enough to handle all of our enemies, even if they form a coalition. The Bible tells us that the Gibeonites, who were also known as Hivites, who were initially a part of this Western coalition of armies, had a change of mind. Instead of joining the fight against Israel, they decided to go to Joshua and the Israelites with a ruse. That word ruse means trickery. They decided that they would try trickery to get Joshua and the children of Israel to make a peace treaty with them. The Bible tells us in verse 3 of chapter 9 that when the people of Gibeon heard what Joshua had done to Jericho and Ai, they resorted to a ruse or they resorted to trickery. My brothers and sisters, <laughs> Have you ever been tricked into doing something? Have you ever been duped by someone? I don't know 
about you. But I, Nathaniel Jeffrey Wood, must admit that I have been duped or tricked by others. Can I be honest with you? I have been tricked to get into some relationships that people wanted to use me for their pleasure or for their advancement. I have been duped into doing other people's work that they were getting paid to do. <laughs> I have been tricked into showing up to places that I knew I had no business going to. Did, listen, did we not experience as a nation and see what duping can produce? Remember in January, our former president, Donald J. Trump, duped several millions of people into believing that the election was stolen from him and that his supporters needed to commit insurrection in order to save the country. Y'all remember that? Listen to me good. It is easier than you think to fall for a trick. I have been tricked, and guess what? So have you. Listen, the Gibeonites or Hivites used trickery to get Joshua and the Israelites to make a treaty with them. The Gibeonites or Hivites were neighbors to the Israelites. They lived approximately 25 miles away from the Israelite camp in Gilgal. They heard and knew that God had promised to give Israel the land of Canaan as their own possession. But the only problem was, it was their possession. But God says he's giving it to his children of Israel. The Gibeonites, Hivites knew that eventually Joshua and the children of Israel would show up in their neighborhood and conquer them and their cities. So they decided that they would use trickery to try to save their lives and uh, their cities. They sent 
to Joshua and the children of Israel a delegation whose donkeys were loaded with worn out sacks and old wineskins cracked and mended. They put worn and patched sandals on their feet and wore old clothes. All the bread of their food supply was dry and moldy. And the Bible says that the Gibeonites went to Joshua in the camp at Gilgal and said to him and the Israelites, we have come from a distant country. Make a treaty with us. This, my brothers and sisters, brings us to our first lesson for today. And the lesson is this. Be careful who you make a treaty with. Let me say that again. Let me say that again. The first lesson that we learned today is be careful who you make a treaty with. There are some who are watching and listening today who now wish that they would have prayed and thought a little longer about some of the treaties or agreements that we made with others. I know I'm right about it. Some of us thought that we were entering a great agreement or a great treaty just to later discover that we were tricked or duped. Come on, come on. Let's be honest with ourselves. If we have lived any considerable time on this planet we call Earth, we must admit that there have been times in our lives that the grass looked greener on the other side of the fence. But we found out after we crossed the fence that instead of it being green grass, it was artificial turf. <laughs> Some of us have learned the hard lesson of making treaties with the wrong people through betrayal, confusion, hurt, and pain. Some of us have personally experienced some Gibeonite type 
people in our lives. Am I right about it? People who appeared to be something that they were not. People who could really dress the part like the Gibeonites did, but did not possess what they presented. People whose goal it was to deceive us into entering into an unholy alliance with them. I know I'm talking right. The Gibeonites came to Joshua and said, make a treaty with us, for we are your servants. In other words, they resorted to flattery to help them with their ruse or their trickery. They said, we are your servants. And how many of us today are willing to admit that we too have fallen prey in the past to some silver-tongued man or some silver-tongued woman who used flattery to bait us into their trickery. <laughs> Lord have mercy. They said all the right things initially. They were initially nice and sweet. They initially were so concerned about us until they got us to enter into a treaty or an agreement or a relationship with them. And then they showed us their real colors. Okay. The Gibeonites said, we are your servants. The Bible tells us in verse 8 that Joshua asked them, who are you and where did you come from? They answered, your servants have come from a very distant country because of the fame of the Lord your God. For we have heard reports of him, all that he did in Egypt, and all that he did to the two kings of the Amorites east of the Jordan, Sihon, king of Heshmon, and Og, king of Bashan. Now, <laughs> notice with me, new problems and friends, that the Gibeon delegation did not say anything about what had taken place in the cities of Jericho and Ai. They talked about Egypt. 
They talked about what happened on the other side of the Jordan, but they did not say anything that they heard about Jericho and Ai. Why, Pastor? Because they knew that if they would have mentioned Jericho and Ai, which were just recent wars, that it would give them away as being inhabitants of the land. So they left Jericho and Ai out of their supposed history lesson. And come on, my brothers and sisters, isn't that one of the tricks of the enemy? Doesn't the enemy tell half the story and not the whole truth of the matter? The Gibeonites tell Joshua that their elders and all those who live in the distant country with them told them to take provisions for their journey and go and meet with Joshua and the children of Israel and say to them that we are your servants. Make a treaty with us. They tell Joshua, look at our bread. <laughs> they said that this bread of ours was warm when we packed it in our homes on the day we left to come with you. Trickery. But now see how dry and moldy it is. And look, Joshua, these wineskins that we feel were new but see how cracked they are. <laughs> look, Joshua, look at our clothes and look at our sandals. They are worn out by the very long journey we have made from a distant country. This brings us to the second lesson that we learn from Joshua and the Israelites as they move in the promised land. And the lesson is this. Don't make decisions based on looks alone. Let me say that again. Don't make decisions based or solely on looks alone. The Gibeonites used the deception of looks to persuade Joshua and the children of Israel that they were not local inhabitants of the land. They tell Joshua and the Israelites to look 
at their bread. Look at their wineskins. Look at their clothing. Look at their sandals as evidence that they traveled from a far country. They wanted Joshua and the Israelites to make the decision to enter into a treaty with them based upon what they looked like. And notice with me that when the Gibeonites told Joshua that they were from a distant country, that Joshua didn't ask them, from what country are you from? Joshua, bless Joshua's heart, just looked at them and saw what they looked like and what they had and made a judgment on looks alone. And come on, my brothers and sisters, haven't we also made judgments about people based solely upon how they looked? Haven't we written people off based upon how they look to us? Haven't we, come on, let me be honest, haven't we crossed the street haven't we rolled up our windows and tried to avoid people who looked disreputable to us? All of us, if we have lived some time in this thing called life, are guilty of making decisions about others based solely upon how they look. And some of us must admit that we have been tricked by others based upon how they looked. Oh, Lord, have mercy. What you talking about, Pastor? We thought, we thought we had entered a relationship with a Denzel Washington just to discover that we really met Freddy Krueger. <laughs> we thought that we had a Halle Berry <laughs> just to discover that we really met a Corella DeVille. All I'm trying to say is looks can be deceiving and that you and I should not make decisions on looks alone. Listen to me good. I thank God that he has taught me 
Lord, that I should not make decisions solely on what things look like around me and in my life. There have been times when things look so bad for me that without God's presence in my life, I would have given up on life. But God showed me and God continues to demonstrate to me that he has the final say in all matters. In other words, it ain't over until God says it's over. Even when things look hopeless, God has the power and God has the authority to turn things around in our favor for you and me. Well, the Bible tells us in verse 14 of our scriptural text for today that the Israelites sampled. <laughs> in other words, they looked at the Gibeonites provisions and based upon looks alone made their decision to enter into a treaty or an agreement with them. The Bible says that Joshua and the Israelites failed to inquire of the Lord whether they should enter into a treaty with the Gibeonites. They based their decision only upon what they saw. They felt that they did not need to consult with God. Now, New Providence and friends, I had to ask the question, what is wrong with Joshua and the Israelites? Didn't they learn the lesson that God was trying to teach them through their defeat at AI? Didn't they learn how important it is to consult with God before they made any decisions? Come on now. Let's be honest with our own self and admit that we too, us, oftentimes trust in our own judgments and make our own plans 
without checking with God first. We, like the Israelites, failed to pray for guidance in some of our decisions. Am I right about it? And guess what? You know why some of us fail to pray and fail to consult God first? It's because we already know that what we desire is not God's will for our lives. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. Or we think that we know better than God what is best for us. So we fail to consult him about our decisions. Joshua and the Israelites did not inquire or pray about their decision to enter into a treaty with the Gibeonites. And the Bible says that Joshua made a treaty of peace with the Gibeonites to let them live and that the leaders of the assembly of Israel ratified it by oath. And new province and friends, the final lesson for today is this. Listen. Prayer will keep you from violating God's will. Let me say that again. Prayer. If you just stop and pray before you make a decision, prayer will keep you from violating God's will. Listen, by entering into a treaty with the Gibeonites or Hivites, Israel ended up violating God's expressed will. What are you talking about, Pastor? Back in the book of Deuteronomy, Chapter 20, verses 16 through 18. God instructs Moses to tell the people of Israel that when they move into the promised land, that the cities that the Lord God give them for an inheritance that those cities that the Israelites should not leave alive anything that breathes. Check it out. 
Deuteronomy chapter 20, verses 16 through 18. He, God tells Moses to tell the Israelites to completely destroy the cities and their inhabitants. Moses begins to name the cities that God has given them for an inheritance. And in Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 17, listen to the cities. The Hittites, Amorites, Canaanites, Perizzites, Hivites, or the Gibeonites, and the Jebusites. <laughs> In verse 18 of Deuteronomy chapter 20, God tells Moses why these nations must be destroyed. God tells Moses that if these nations are spared, they will teach you to follow all of the detestable things they do in worshiping their gods. In other words, they will corrupt you and corrupt your worship and you will sin against the Lord your God. Joshua and the Israelites failed to pray first to God. And because of this, they ended up violating God's will by entering into a treaty with a nation that was supposed to be destroyed. And new providence and friends, I don't know about you, but I don't want to violate the will of God. You know why? I don't want to violate his will because I have discovered that the safest place in the whole wide world is in the will of God. <laughs> because I know that the safest place to be is in his will. I want to stay in his will. So in order to stay in his will, I have to learn how to pray first to him before I make any major decisions in my life. How about you? How about you? Is being in the will of God important to you?
How do you pray? <laughs> do you pray in and out of season? Do you pray when there's no special reason? Do you pray about everything? Why, pastor, is prayer important? Well, if you ask Joshua, Joshua tell you prayer is important, first of all, so we don't enter into treaties with those we shouldn't. And by prayer, praying first, I can discover the will of God. Why is it important to pray, Pastor? Because prayer is how God speaks to us. Listen, my brothers and sisters, I pray that you and I are not tricked by the enemy to enter into unholy alliances with him. I pray that we will stand still, stand firm on the promises of God and that through prayer and discernment that we will not allow the enemy to trick us into moving out of the will of God. We know that you have been blessed through the hearing of God's word on this day. We invite you to join us at New Providence Missionary Baptist Church, located at 4813 Hilltop Needmore Road, Fuquay, Verena, North Carolina. For more information, you can contact our ministry at 919-552-3531 or visit our website at www.NewProvidenceBaptist.com. Thank you for joining us and be blessed.